0: Welcome to Sports Clicks and Politics with your host, Ben Husong, and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to episode 64 of Sports Clicks and Politics. I am Sean Hannon. I am joined, as always, uh, with the charming and wonderful Ben Husong. Thanks. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, another week here in uh, the wonderful world of uh, craziness, Crazyville, Crazy Town. All of the above. Yes. Are they suburbs of a bigger metropolis that we're unaware of yet? Let's hope not.
1: Yeah, probably. But I can't imagine anywhere quite as dumb as this right now.
0: Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Um, before we get going into the uh, show topics here, can you uh, all take a little bit of time and uh, share this video? Uh, hit that thumbs up, give a like to the uh, video that helps us uh, with the what are they? Ben? Algorithms. Algorithms. And uh, you can subscribe to the show by uh, hitting the uh, notification bell and being alerted to when we get new content. So we got a little sports to cover finally a little bit. Uh, We got a little NFL. Yeah, buddy. PGA is wrapping up here. Um, Some exciting golf over the weekend. Um, We got the, the rise of some meme stocks again. Love it. Yeah, somehow I got involved. I don't Me even know too. how. That's fun. <laughs> Every now and then you get roped in, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, rehash a story that we covered last week about OnlyFans, but with a different twist. Ooh, yes. And uh, we are get you to a t- content provider now? Uh, you have to stay tuned to find out. I guess. Whole body. There you um, go. We're gonna cover a little bit of New York stuff. Uh, uh, your boy Cuomo had to give up his uh, Emmy. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. What a and we, shame. I don't know if you saw, we have uh, 12,000 new COVID deaths overnight. You know, I did notice that.
1: <laughs> everybody, did. El-
0: everybody else noticed too, so we'll Everybody about freaked
1: that. out when Florida had 900 because of an adjustment and they yeah. called it a failure of leadership. We had a 12,000. Everybody's like, well, we already knew about those ones.
0: The, uh, and then we're going to uh, touch on ivermectin, one of our uh, uh, recurring topics here. I heard there's a new crackdown, so maybe we'll be part of this one. Not yet so far. Good, but uh, there has been this uh, weird uh, assault on uh, ivermectin in the that's in the media just in the last like week or so. So I figure I want to touch base on that again too. And I found a couple articles that I think will be interesting. And then, you know, another thing that we've been bashing home here about natural immunity. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, that's a thing. It's a thing, and what? Uh, it looks like uh, some other people found out that it's a thing, and we're going to be able to cover that as well. So thank God. Um, Science. Yeah, I guess let's uh, let's start with golf. So. I was eliminated from the playoffs. Sorry. So we finished ninth out of... We had to finish the top eight, so Ugh. we finished ninth. We, we had a chance to win. We were ninth, and we lost to the 10th place team, so we flip-flopped, and we they went. They got in, and we they kept us out. So Sorry to hear We that. were just terrible. That happens. On to more important golf. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, over the weekend, uh, uh, his taken position uh, for the uh, FedEx Cup Tour Championship which will be played uh, next week in Georgia at East Lake and uh, I don't know do you remember uh, when they changed the FedEx Cup remember they used to do it by points and they had all this crazy like mathematics that had to go on right sure. in the middle of the game and they we kind of right in the like each
1: in the middle of right, the round
0: right you had to figure out like what, nobody could figure it out but I liked when they did that I know it was kind of confusing at first but I liked the fact that they did adjust the scoring to Traditional scoring when they just apply to the points total across the board to and then basically said, okay, Patrick Cantlay, you got a two-stroke lead on the guy who's in next, but it gives us going down the stretch as a typical golf viewer and a golf fan, and even more of the casual golf fan specifically, you'll know who's going to win and who's not going to win. You're not have to do any math involved, right? It's all right. it's all the traditional stroke play. So um, I don't know. Bryson had a 60 over the weekend, a,
1: almost a 59.
0: Yeah. Was he was, close. he was, what was it under through 23 holes? He was 17 under at one point. That's ridiculous.
1: He's, he's just, he is ridiculous. Yeah. And nobody likes the guy. That's the funniest yeah. part. That's because
0: he's doing it different. Yeah, it's true. That's why. Cause he's re I gonna say reinvented, but he's, he clearly is a man on his own path.
1: And because let's be fair. He's kind, he comes across as kind of a douche.
0: Sure. And for, you know, all the way up to the hat. Right. So, right. and He's had his. Uh, I kind of like the hat. Pub- yeah, I do too. It, kind of public run ins with Brooks Kepka and it's his the fans, part right? Of golf, by so, the way. I mean, you know, he gets like heckled basically. It's the you
1: funniest know. thing how it's, much they dislike each other and how I'm, public they are. They just don't care. Like,
0: and the fans are kind of get involved too, which is, yeah. I don't know, kind of a little shitty. I mean, when, you know, you're yelling stuff in the dude's backswing. That's the fact wrong. that he's still shooting 60s and he's getting, you know, he's like, it's like basically having some dude next to you shooting free throws and he's just yelling at you, right? So, but anyway, um, I find the. There's so many good players in the PGA right now. Um, you know, we mentioned a couple of, uh, just with Brooks and Bryson and and, and Cantlay, but John Rahm is probably the best player in the world. We didn't even talk about him. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to this. You know, they cut their field down to 30 players. Um, again, they'll be in uh, Eastlake again this, this year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I think Cantlay's got a two-stroke lead here. I can look it up here. I have it right here. Cantlay's, uh It's going to start at 10 under. Tony Finau is going to start at 8 under. Bryson DeChambeau is going to start at 7 under. John Rahm going to start at 6 under. Cam Smith's going to start at 5 under. And then they kind of tear him off by fives, uh, filling out the 4-3, uh, 2-1, and, and evens uh, by 5 there. So, But there's only 30, 30 players uh, playing this, so uh, short and sweet, but really, really, really good golf, so... Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's kind of the the uh, culmination and 15 mil to the winner, so that's kind of nice, right?
1: That is a good day.
0: That's a good payday. So, um, and let's touch a little bit. We got NFL week here. Week Love one it. starts Thursday. Oh, body! The uh, Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Yeah. Bigger sure. game. Your Buffalo Bills and my Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, body! Here we go. Doesn't really matter. It's week one. Who do Should you be like. a good game, though. Actually. It should be. It'd yeah. be fun to watch. Um, I mean, you know, it's. I I literally watched zero seconds of preseason football, so, like, I don't know anything that's going on. I just had my fantasy football draft, and I don't know what I did, but I drafted a team, so I have a team. Um, but I'm always looking forward to NFL, and, like I said, I'll I'd probably watch more of that than uh, well, maybe golf, but I th- that's at least the, the sport that I'm still paying attention to anyway. So, you excited for the NFL? Yeah, always. I it's mean, it's fun.
1: Yeah. Something to, like and, something to go around and.
0: And, and, and your bills are, are actually legit, like, you know, powerhouse, they good, right? So, like, you, you got something to look forward to.
1: I'm so. curious also to see how many games Cole Beasley is allowed to play versus not allowed to play because yeah. he So, has do an you know exposure. if he's going he to be ready for uh, Sunday? I think he's going to be okay for Sunday.
0: Does that go with all the unvaccinated players that were suspended for being in contact with a vaccinated
1: staffer? Well, wearing a mask, yes. I think they're all going to be okay, which is the funniest. This is exactly why the rules don't make any make sense, sense, by the way, is that example of the guy tested positive with the the vaccine, the unvaccinated player wearing a mask near that guy for some amount of time is then having to leave for five days, even though he is tested every day and has been negative every day. Well, I I found it convenient that the –
0: Vaccination status, I mean, everybody should know it by default because the NFL has a mandatory vaccine status. But it wasn't like they made sure that everybody knew that the staffer was vaccinated either. Like they didn't put that in there. But if you know the rules then they he had to be vaccinated right. but anyway, so it's, so it's yeah. fantastic. So the vaccinated player got got tested positive and uh, basically allowed five healthy people to quarantine total makes total sense
1: obviously. But yeah, NFL is fun. It it is something that a lot of people can get into and it's unlike other sports that tend to be very regional, like baseball, you only care about your team. Most people, you're not going across same with basketball same i think with fantasy has
0: a lot to do with that because people it, have kind yes. of embraced other players maybe not full teams but now you're watching other teams and you kind of just you know there's an allure on other games
1: right and it's a it, it, it's good because it's so concise it's not 80 games it's not 162 games it's 17 every, games all of them and matter. then playoffs yeah they all matter so every game matters and you can get into it and it is a it's the league is fun right now. I mean, as, as much as they keep trying to screw it up, they have, they have very talented players, very good coaches. It's fun to watch. I'm excited. Yeah.
0: All right, let's talk uh, finance. I don't know. if That's the right thing here, but I mean, uh, the term loosely. Yeah, loosely. Uh, money. How about let's talk money. Um, I, I, you know, we've covered the GameStop, uh, AMC, all that good stuff uh, here throughout the, the the crazy roller coaster rides that they had. Um, I sent I. I mean, I, I think I told the story a couple of times over the weekend. Uh, so I think it was Thursday or no, it was Wednesday. I basically had had like $128 idling in my Robinhood account for sure. like literally months, like from the GameStop, the thing that I had. So like, it was just sitting in there and I was like, all right, let me put something to work. I turned on some YouTuber. He tells me to, uh, somebody asks him a question about a stock, S P R T support.com. Right. It's been around yeah. forever. He says, Oh yeah, it looks good. Uh, it's, it's highly short or whatever. I'm like, all right, screw it. I'm just going to, throw $120 at it. Guess what happens, Mr. Hussung? What
1: happened to your $120? I, I cash
0: out at sixteen hundred and fifty. <laughs> it was up as high as thirty five hundred. What the hell happened? I don't even know what was going on. Like I was like literally just like at like the golden touch just happened to, to fall into this shit. So You had the day? Um it's all that matters. matters. It got me poor it got me, you know, looking into some of that stuff again. Um and I see that uh you know some of these uh, meme stocks were kind of running. Did you see that article? Uh I think I have it up here. Let me pull this up um so So they're doing an
1: ETF on the uh on the memes yes I did support.com hit yesterday or Friday excuse me $57.34 a share yeah I had
0: it I got it at 13.
1: I actually bought this stock a while ago at $2.86 a share you're at Nostradamus I had a good day uh Friday was Friday was a good day
0: (laughs) and so um I sent you that article, so I'm, I'm not sure how you know what the the, the specs on it. If you read that whole article, but I found it interesting that they're basically making a, an exchange traded fund for uh, just the meme stocks, right? So like all these crazy like shorted joke stocks. It's
1: not the worst idea.
0: No, I mean, no, look, no. it's the fundamentals... It's, it's, they're literally legitimizing the whole concept.
1: Well, it's it's just an opportunity because there is so much momentum behind them that the fundamentals. I don't want to say the fundamentals don't matter because it's obviously not true, but they're not as important because there's just a new fundamental there's just so many people buying it at that point if you can uh, mobilize that many buyers it is inevitably going to drive the price up and this is like we we talked about this when it was first happening this is like war between the hedge funds and the reddit bros and it's fantastic (laughs) Uh, it's also like just might be the the straw that brings down the entire financial system but if that well doesn't happen, it, so. I mean, it's it, it, at this point we're so beyond corrupt. I always love when these people go on CNBC or, or Fox Business or wherever, and they're like, "Well, it's just this is wrong, and the fundamentals don't line up." Like, I look, I get that, I, I even understand what you're saying, but I also am a little bit skeptical that you can tell me what the fundamentals are, especially in the era of stock buybacks and low interest lending. Like every com- I shouldn't say every company, lots of companies now are borrowing money. At a 0.5% interest rate, taking these huge sums of money, buying back tons of their stock. And as we just said, when you have a lot of buyers, the price goes up, drives the stock price up. And then the CEO and the leadership team and a board of directors all exercise their stock options or all get their bonuses based on the artificially. Because it's not like they sold more of their given product. It's not like they engaged in more business. They manipulated it fully legally. So, on the flip side, if the Reddit bros want to manipulate these downtrodden stocks higher, I'm not sure I'm prepared to draw a distinction between what they're doing and what the CEOs are doing. I'm not sure one's better and one's worse, but yeah, no. this is the playing field. Yeah. Speaking of playing fields, I'm going to
0: try it. OnlyFans... Decided that was your worst one yet. OnlyFans has decided to uh, reverse their decision to ban adult content after uh, reaching agreement with uh, payment processors. Uh, are you shocked? Blown away. So I heard this yesterday, and I have not confirmed this, but maybe I'll look it up and share it if I find it. Somebody told me that right after they made that announcement, that somebody launched a, a basically an open source platform that allowed the looked exactly like OnlyFans that you could use Ethereum on. So I wonder if that kind of switched the uh, the the uh, switched the game. I mean, uh, for them, the it's playing field possible. But yeah, so if you guys remember last week, we talked about OnlyFans, who basically made two billion dollars selling uh, um, individual or uh, private, uh, you know, uh, porn through their 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 video subscription service, uh, decided to uh, not offer that anymore because the uh, uh, threat of payment processing is being pulled from their 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 site. So, um. I, didn't, I don't know what the agreement is that they reached uh, with. I think MasterCard was the one who uh, has initially kind of started this uh, thing. But uh, OnlyFans, a, sex workers unite and rejoice.
1: And, you know, the other content that's on there, because I'm sure there's some. Cat pictures? Sure. I mean, it's the internet, so I assume there's cat pictures. Good memes. All right. I'm going
0: to try this again. Dank memes. Yeah, is that still? A I think so. Yeah, I mean the kids. You know, I don't know how the kids do it, but I don't either.
1: I don't understand the kids. But I, good for only fans. Listen, honestly, I, I am a proponent of free will and choice. So yeah. if you want to do it, and they and can, listen, give we talked
0: about. You know, it kind of provides a safe place for people who want to do this, where you, you know it's at least it's you know in the privacy of your own home. So
1: yeah, and it's um again it's not my cup of tea, but hey, not here to tell anybody else how to live.
0: Yeah, I mean. Do you think Do you think President Clinton has an OnlyFans page? mm Did you hear he's coming to town? I did not. For what? I'm a fundraiser for Terry McAuliffe. Wow. Coming in for a week. Really? Epstein didn't kill himself.
1: And Clinton didn't ride on his plane.
0: Not 26 times. <laughs> um yeah so maybe how we, is
1: this man still a public figure maybe, how is this man maybe not we been, should we
0: try to get an interview with clinton
1: how is this man
0: not mean, being you think ashamed? he'll come in here for an institute you think he'll sign my perversion of justice book that would be the That'd best be, i'll thing. literally be able to sell that for $10, Oh my
1: god <laughs> <laughs> if you
0: got bill clinton one, to sign get Hunter that, biden
1: on board oh god I, listen honest to god with everything we know about bill clinton how is this man still a draw for fundraisers i am so genuinely confused how this man could still be lionized after all of the stuff that we know. I'll
0: send you the article about who's holding the fundraiser, and you'll know why. Oh, God almighty. For the most part.
1: Uh, just, like, how is this man still a popular draw? How are we not shaming this man every time he comes in public to go back into his hole? Well,
0: I mean, look who he's raising money for here, I guess. Oh God. I'll, let that, I'll let that go there. Um, let's talk about your, boy, your other creepy leader, Andrew Cuomo. Boy. Yeah yeah my loses his emmy you know he's probably still got the actual emmy i mean sure but you know he's probably polishing that shit every single day but the uh,
1: 10 bucks it is still prominently displayed in whatever house he ends up living in like he's gonna have a a trophy and plaque room i'll be in his office it will be in there yeah
0: it'll be in his office guaranteed yeah for sure because why not talk about i I actually would put it in my office if i was the same i feel like
1: i'd be more proud of it if they took it away like (laughs) i would then display it with more pride
0: um and it's a cool statue actually so um but you no, this is basically the undoing uh, since the, they, I think they cited the AG report and their uh, reasons, the uh, Emmy people there, uh, the awards, whatever. And you also see that the uh, the SUNY chancellor, uh, James Malatros, there uh, seemingly uh, helped with the Cuomo's book. How's that dude still got a job? I don't know. How does him and Zucker still both have a job?
1: I don't know.
0: Like, I thought Hochul was going to come in here and clean house anybody who kind of helped. Please. was whether well, These are two of, like, the, the linchpins
1: of the whole thing. Listen, Kathy Hochul was the lieutenant governor <clears throat> while all this was happening. And she, like, still, they the article, I remember what, what I, entity or outlet it was, came out and like, who is Kathy Hochul, New York's next governor? Like, a champion of women's rights and a believer of women and a supporter of them and whatever else. Like, wait a minute. You're taking this angle. As if she had no idea that Andrew Cuomo has been sexually harassing aides and employees for the last five years. She's been the lieutenant governor and had no idea this was happening. What am I supposed to believe here? And then she's going to come in and be like, well, I'm going to clean house. How does Dr. Zucker still have a job? Yeah. He aided and abetted, I know that's not the proper term, but I'm going for effect here, Andrew Cuomo in covering up the data from nursing homes and not counting the nursing home deaths to begin with, and signed off on the order that put people into nursing homes, that put COVID-19 positive people in nursing homes, and then had the balls to investigate his own organization and determine they did nothing wrong, and it was never really the rule to begin with, and it was the rule following federal guidelines, so it's really Trump's fault. Like I said, remember they lost tons of
0: staff in the Department of Health. I mean, all because of that they were going against public normal public policy, right? They were basically doing things nefariously to hide and cover up stuff. And the fact that they altered that wow. report about the deaths, th- that should be alone. That's on Zucker, right? He should be out. That's him. Of course. I mean, I, mean, I know it came from the governor, but so what?
1: <laughs> right.
0: Like so what.
1: Listen if you like he
0: should have he should have stepped down. If he was actually a man of principle, he would have stepped down <clears throat> when when told to do that and in, then or made a big stink about it.
1: In fairness, I don't think anybody has ever accused Dr. Zucker of being a man of principle.
0: Uh, fair
1: point. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> but listen, for Andrew Cuomo, getting your Emmy taken away, good. You should be in prison at a minimum. Um it is illegal to do the things that he did. And for everybody wanting to talk about, I'm just going to use this opportunity to draw the correlation between what's happening in New York and versus how Florida is covered. So it's funny how many correlations come across here. Now, look, I don't really have an opinion on Ron DeSantis one way or another, other than to say he's been right about a lot and he has been reading the science. Now, the new um, treatment that he's pushing, which is all brand new, I, I disagree. I still think we should be using ivermectin hydroxychloroquine and other known uh antiviral medications that have a track record and a proven history of being effective and are generic and low cost i I don't understand why we need to keep finding new and expensive treatments why anybody is pushing these but okay fine so all that out of the way everybody's bashing florida right now like their cases are so high and it's because they did nothing and uh, they had 900 new cases today. And then you read the article and it's like, well, it's because the CDC updated the way they wanted them counted. And that leads to aberrations like this one day, 900 total swing increase. Like it doesn't that you got to read all the way down to the bottom of the article to discover that. Like that's that's what we're dealing with for real. I, I,
0: I think I told you this before. Maybe you said it on the show that I've been reading my COVID articles from the back from the last paragraph to oh, the front. That's because smart. Actually. You get the they almost always put the information in there because they want want to be like, oh, look, we put it in there. What do you mean? You can't say we didn't do it. But it's literally so far down the article that most people have checked out before they get to it. Yeah, most people just read the headline and move on.
1: And they know that, and that's what they're playing Mm -hmm. to. That's why the headlines are almost always misleading. Not outright lies, but almost always misleading because they know you're not going to read the article. Unless you're, you know, a giant dork like me or you, who actually takes the time to read this stuff. But that aside... You know, say dorks,
0: but we're also like trying to find out information too, right? So like... You would. I would like to think that people were a little, just a little bit more curious. I kind of said this the other day to people, and I don't, I don't understand where that went. Like they, they just, they just want to be able to be told what to say and do and whatnot, and without questioning any of it. They just right. They it seems bizarre. So backwards, yeah, yeah,
1: it's bizarre. It doesn't make any sense, and people want to live in their little cocoon of safety, but it's not. And they would rather live in ignorance than have to face the realities of what this implies. So. Andrew Cuomo was miscounting. Kathy Ockel comes out. New day of disclosure and forthrightness. So here's the 12,000. So New York's one-day total increased by 12,000. Any similar articles to what was written in Florida about the huge one-day increase under the watchful eye of this governor? Oh, no. And there shouldn't have been because it's a calculating error. It was a backlogged thing of now we're counting these, so put them in. So I'm not saying it should have been. But, my God, how do you do it for one and not the other? That's what's wrong with this system. Now, also, she came in, first thing is said, mask mandates across all school districts. Now, never mind the fact that that is so devoid of any grounding in science that, that, like, Europe's not doing it, Sweden's not doing it, Nordic countries aren't doing it, Florida's not doing it, but God help us, Kathy is going to save us all with these cloth masks, even though they have now been definitively shown to be maybe one inch above useless, like, complete uselessness, so... Ron DeSantis has a, you are no mask mandates. They're not allowed to put on a mask mandate and everybody goes nuts. Oh my God, he's going to kill people. It's crazy. A judge has overturned it. That judge is going to get overturned by the way, because here's a simple fact, folks. If a governor has the legal authority to mandate that all schools wear masks, period, end of sentence, then a governor also has the authority to mandate that no school can mandate masks. You can't have it both ways. You either have the authority as the governor or you do not have the authority as governor. I don't care which way you want to go, but you got to pick a lane and stay in it. Because if you're going to celebrate that Kathy Hochul is going to mandate masks and then you're going to say Governor DeSantis does not have the legal authority to mandate masks, that is cognitive dissonance and nothing else. If you have this authority, you have the authority for it to go both ways. If you're saying he doesn't have the authority to do that, then neither does Governor Hochul. Sorry, I don't understand how you can even draw the distinction. You either have it or you don't. Am I crazy here? Yeah, I mean, unless I mean, and I would have to really get into you know state
0: constitutional laws whether or not that would actually be a thing. But right. I, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm not going to do that. So yeah, me neither. <laughs> um,
1: how about just from a fundamental
0: fairness? Right, it standpoint? should. It, but you're 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 right, and on principle, that's how it. I mean, you know. If to, you to argue the one or the should other should have you, the authority, right, then right, you have to have the right.
1: authority to go either you way. You can't
0: argue one or the other. They right. either have to be yes or no.
1: Right. Those both. two so, things are the same side of, the, different sides of the same coin. So I don't right. know.
0: Yeah. And, that's like, and just to wrap up the, the 12,000, so, so basically the adjustment was from 43,400 to 55,400. So now, now we're number one again. Thank God. I, you almost have to think that's the reason, right? Just so that when they... When, the, when every single time that that data came out and that chart came out, that we would just they weren't number one. New York wasn't number oh, one, yeah, right? Sure. It was just basically a plausible enough calculation difference to make sure that they weren't at the top of that list every single week. Every time it was posted, every single time any media yeah. covered it, you would see that state, our state, New York, at the top, and Cuomo just couldn't deal with it.
1: No, and now it's. They brought it out and did it on the day she brought in, not because she's going to be committed to openness and, and transparency. It's because now it's on his watch, not hers. Because he was technically still governor at that point. So. That, those are his deaths, not hers. Right, and these remember these twelve thousand deaths were basically the ones that weren't
0: being calculated in nursing homes or outside. Of- no,
1: it was because they were they were likely COVID, but not counted because of where they died. So it wasn't just nursing homes; it was anybody that died right. outside of the healthcare right, system right, right. that that likely had COVID, but it was too early and they weren't testing them. Even though it was, they had all the symptoms, but Cuomo didn't want to count those for obvious reasons because it made him look bad. Uh, And then the nursing home one was just a joke of everywhere else in the world is counting nursing home deaths as if you got it in a nursing home and then died anywhere, you were a nursing home death. And New York State came out and were like, well, if you leave the nursing home and go to a hospital and die, even if you're only there for an hour, that's a hospital death, not a nursing home death. All right, cool. Like, if that's what you want to do, but then you can't use those numbers to compare yourself to other people's nursing home data because you know it's two different standards. But it's exactly what we did. It's exactly what Dr. Zucker did in his report. So forgive me when I say Dr. Zucker is not a man of principle, but it seems fairly obvious that he's not. Now back to Florida. Sure. If, if that's okay. Go ahead. So right now, everybody's talking about, oh my God, the ICUs are 85% full and there's COVID increases from last year of this and the deaths are up and this and this and this and this. Yep. So let's talk about seasonality, folks. Florida's flu season, believe it or not, is not October to January. John, when is Florida's flu season? Uh, I'm going to guess right now. I'm going to say Ju- starts end of June, usually peaks right around the end of July, and is pretty much done by August. Here we are. So Florida's in its flu season, and yes, their, their ICUs are at a higher capacity. Hey, guys, little quick pop quiz. If you run an ICU, even at a nonprofit or a for-profit hospital, what do you want your ICU capacity to be at? How many of those beds do you want used at any given time? Uh, please tell us over 90 because otherwise you're not making money and you're yeah. not able to fund what happens. Cause guess what else is in the ICU? The most expensive treatments. So that's where you're making your money as a hospital. And if you remember,
0: we covered this with Dr. Doe uh, when he was on our show a year ago, year, basically year talking ago, about yeah. that. And we were talking when they, they basically were making all these same arguments about Texas, right? So right. Houston was Houston's being overrun. Their ICUs are X, whatever, whatever. And so we had uh, Dr. Doe on from houston texas and he basically said this is how we measure icu capacity and we're right and we're right where we want to be <laughs> right
1: because there's normal icu capacity and then there's like catastrophe capacity and he they mentioned that they things.
0: could double that yeah. they had a plan to double that they could and he said that everybody to. has a plan right. to double that
1: so this is so, crazy but now again let's compare and so everybody's saying like well they're going to run out of this and that and they need they need oxygen and whatever else. And don't get me wrong; it's not like it's going wonderfully in Florida. Like, no, people are getting sick. I'm not. I'm not denying that. Uh, they keep lying and saying it's kids. It's not kids. There is no statistically significant increase in children in ICUs from COVID nineteen. There's kids in hospitals, there's kids in ICUs, but the vast majority of it is RSV, which is a normal respiratory virus that comes around every year during flu season. Like And, this is and we probably
0: well. got a piggy, uh, little backlog of those uh, cases built yes. up over the last few months, a year.
1: And they keep testing everybody who's, even if they don't have COVID symptoms, they're giving them PCR tests for COVID, which is still just absolute insanity. And we got, so there's an we got another two months of that. Yeah, it, this is nuts. Um but there's estimates that roughly 40 percent of COVID hospitalizations are not COVID. It's just people that tested positive while they were in the hospital for something else. So, all right, fine. This is this is still crazy. But what nobody's talking about is right now New York's numbers of COVID are really bad. Like we compared to this time last year. So we're not in a flu season. We're not in any type of of a big spike. But we're up. Cases are up. I want to say about 400 percent hospitalizations are up, I think, 20 to 25 percent and the, the weekly or excuse me, the, the daily death rate on a seven day moving average is almost doubled. It's up like 80, 85 percent. Now it's, it's like eight to now it's 20. It used to be 12. So it's not it's not the, the gross number of people that's that much higher. But this trend is bad. Because we are going to come into flu season, and COVID is not going to be stopped. Because, as it turns out, when you try to stop COVID with a non-sterilizing vaccine, it doesn't work. As anybody could have told you last year, but we lost our minds. And a cloth mask also not going to stop an aerosolized virus like this. It's just not going to happen. Now, you add in the fact that we're all vaccinated, and that means fewer hospitalizations. We've gone into great detail on why that's that claim is Let's just say suspect is is not as uh, is not as black and white as they made it out to be. Just based on who they tested the vaccine on and how they conducted their trials. Um, so, but what we do know is whatever efficacy they can claim at ninety four percent initially after six months is below forty percent and uh, appears at least to be roughly cutting in half every month or so. So, I don't know if boosters Moses- for life. If most of the people got vaccinated in, you know, March, April, May, and you go out seven months, uh, that puts us in October, November, December, when the efficacy is going to fall off a cliff. Uh, that's going to coincide completely perfectly with our flu season here in New York. Uh, when we're going to have bad weather, people are going to be forced inside, and there's going to be more spread. So that's going to be phenomenal. And now add in the fact that... Yes, booster shots are coming, and now the initial results show it's 400% increase in antibody development compared to the bottom, where they got all the way after six months, they increased back up, not even back to full efficacy of what they once were. Um, guys, there's no long-term data on booster shots. Nothing. We, we have no idea. We didn't run a trial. We didn't run a test on them. We didn't do anything. Our, our preliminary data is good, Yeah, just like the vaccine was, except when you have a non-sterilizing vaccine, And you use that to stop a virus, you get variants of the vaccine or of the virus trying to elude the vaccine. So this still boggles my mind of all right, well, we went from March to December of 2020 without a single variant developing. And then in December we developed a vaccine, and then in January we started getting variants, and everybody, well, it's the unvaccinated people. Really? That's an interesting take. Why would a vaccine or excuse me, why would a virus need to mutate to infect somebody who doesn't have any protection? Yeah. Oh, because they're constantly mutating all the time. Yeah, sure. But they don't need to. There's no there's no evolutionary pressure on the va- on the virus to infect somebody who has neither acquired immunity, natural immunity, nor vaccine vaccine immunity. And the
0: mutation <clears throat> and the mutation that is on the Delta is from the spike protein. That was being sought out by the vaccine right it, it's the exact pressure that was put on the exact
1: part of the virus that has mutated yeah that's a coincidence too guys it's still the unvaccinated people's fault it's all the unclean so now in florida they're saying well let's use these treatments and don't get me wrong the treatments are probably fine but stop we have treatments we have them they're available generically and they are cheap they can be administered for under ten dollars per full treatment. We could be stopping this virus. I, I'm so lost as to how we keep going into this as if big pharma just has to be the answer one way or another.
0: Yeah, and if you don't agree with that answer, you're basically called a heretic. I mean, you're I'm an
1: anti-vaxxer. Yeah, right. No, I'll, Excuse me. I'm a propagandist. I like I, I literally I had this conversation with somebody like I just don't like when people t- do propaganda to support anti-vax. I'm like, look, if you could point out one thing I've said that's not true, I'm in. If you can point to one statement I have made that is false about the vaccine, please let me know. But the reality is you can't because I'm I'm sharing information that is accurate. And now, like, we have data from all over the world, guys. It, it Like, if you're so myopic that you're only looking at your state, your region, your country, or Florida and saying, well, obviously this works, I'm begging you, expand your view. Pull Pull back a little bit and look around the world. Sweden has thirty thousand teachers in their country. They never shut schools down for anybody under ninth grade. No masks, full in person, no social distancing, no mandates. Thirty thousand teachers in the entire country. Seventy-nine ended up in a hospital in a hospital with COVID, and one teacher died in the entire country. Now, every death is a tragedy, but one out of thirty thousand, like. Guys, oh, that's a normal year. I, I, you're gonna people die. Like you can't stop every death, and instead you get states or you get countries like Australia right now, which is returned to being a penal colony where if you go outside, you're under you're fined a thousand dollars. Did you see that New Zealand had a
0: reported their first death from the vaccine? Think they'll lock down now? Uh, did they really? Yeah. Oh shoot. I mean, they've been locked down for literally one case of COVID. Oh my God, no, they're not going to lock down. For no, that I know. Vaccine.
1: I'm kidding. I it's just, it, but it's bizarre. It doesn't make sense, and I like. We'll use this to kind of go into the next the next part. But Anthony Fauci went on Jake Tapper's show. I think it was yesterday. That's when I saw the clip, at least, and was like, "Yeah, we should definitely mandate this vaccine for school children once it's at once it is FDA approved because it's going to pass all the safety trials." Like, oh, it is. We just know. Well, why do we bother to run the safety trials? Because we know we know it's going to be safe. That's nuts. This is a statistically insignificant threat to children. Here's the ironic part it's been a statistically insignificant threat to children from the beginning. The people telling you otherwise are lying. You are misusing data to scare the crap out of people about their kids. But the data is the data, it does not change. I promise you, I am not so smart that I could have foreseen some giant change in science where it all turned out that kids were not at risk of dying of COVID-19. But that's the way it happened. It's not because I'm so smart. It's because that was the data early on, and that was the data out of every other country that was coming in. This has not changed. Oh, it's
0: always crazy that that was not like just championed and like actually made, like, hey, listen, at least this thing is not you know, affecting our kids, but nope, the exact opposite. They just try to make it. Speaking of, there are some places in the world going the opposite way. You mentioned Florida a little bit, doing things a little different in Sweden as well, but, and I'm not sure that this is necessarily doing things different, but you do see that Denmark is uh, removing all of their COVID restrictions, I think on uh, September 10th, uh, yeah, September 10th. Uh, Basically the health minister says there's uh, COVID is no longer a critical threat to society. Now they cite their high vaccination rate, which is uh, like third Price highest in the world, yeah, yeah. in the Europe in the European Union, anyway. Um, oh, sorry. So, but either way, I, it'll be interesting because they do say that if there's a rise in cases, that we'll re-implement these things. But oh, they're going to be re They're basically they're saying that their their vaccine is the reason why they're uh, removing their 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 restrictions anyway. So Denmark, I got bad news for you. <laughs> Let's talk about one of our. Uh, our favorite subjects here at the uh, Sports Clicks and Politics. And uh, if you haven't already done so, please uh, share and like this uh, uh, video. Yeah, let's get banned. Yeah, let's get banned. This is probably the one to get us banned. We talked a lot (laughs) about the stupid stuff here. We didn't even talk about Hunter Biden at all, really, either. But Um, um, this ivermectin, in the last week or so, you know, we've been talking about this for, I don't know, what, like a month, six weeks maybe now. Actually, I think this is we... A, a, a while. We've, we've been, been, been talking about ivermectin yeah.
1: a long time.
0: At least, I guess i say at least six weeks anyway. Oh, yeah, for, for sure, at least. But six in weeks. the last like week, there's clearly been an uptick of media coverage about it. Um, we mentioned the, I think it was the Department of Health from the state of Mississippi who put out something about. You're you know, not a horse. You're not, you're a, not horse, a cow. Right? Um, and I don't know if you saw it, Dr. Uh, Pierre Corey put out, you know, he basically uh, part of the uh, Frontline COVID 19 Critical Care um, Coalition. Yeah. Uh, basically, You know, he's using that quote um, and they're basically, you know, this is a a drug that's been used four
1: billion times on humans. So the fact that they're medical professionals and public health officials calling ivermectin horse medicine.
0: Yeah, livestock dewormer. That's the other one. I, I mean, it's really just like belittling a Nobel Prize winning drug right. to livestock dewormer. All right, I'm listen, like, let, come on.
1: Let's put this in proper context again. Ivermectin was developed about 35 years ago. I think it was 35, 40 years ago. And it was implemented in Africa. It eradicated river blindness. It eradicated elephantitis. All right. Two diseases that were completely crippling to people in that region of the world. And they, had, they have eradicated it. It worked so well, the people who developed ivermectin won the Nobel Prize. All right? That's how amazing this medication was. And now, even if you don't believe ivermectin works, even if you're not convinced by the studies or you want to cite the one study that that was very terribly done and had to be retracted, cool, that's, that only leaves 13 peer-reviewed trials that demonstrate effectiveness, but all right, fine, the one. Let's focus on that, even if you don't believe it. Isn't it weird that legitimate serious medical personnel are referring to a to a medication with one of the safest risk profiles ever developed for a medication eradicated two significant diseases in a in a continent and has 40 years and over 4 billion uses across the world as horse medicine? Isn't that weird? Yes, it is used for horses, too. As it turns out, it is used for deworming cattle. It has multiple purposes. I know, shocking. But it's really, really good. To, to call it that, like, think about what you're implying to people. Like, you're implying that this medication was developed and, and worked on for that purpose, and that's not true. It was meant for humans. It, it was developed as a way to do this, and it worked so well and had so few side effects that it was, an, it was amazing. It was like a miracle drug. Imagine you lived in Africa for a second. I know it's hard for some of you to do, myself included. But imagine river blindness was an actual concern. Like you live near a river. There was germs in the river that ended up getting in. And the elderly people had such a high rate of it. They had to be walked around by youth, by the uh, younger members of the tribes, of the communities. Because they couldn't see. After so long living near the river, they got river blindness. And then this drug comes along and cures all of them. And now somebody's going out from the Missouri or Mississippi State Department of Health and calling it horse medicine. Guys, you got to open up your eyes. Like, this is nuts. This is unjustifiable that you would come out and call this medication an animal medication just because it also happens to be used on animals. This is wrong.
0: Yeah. And like I said, to, to your point, it, it, whether or not you think it's an effective treatment or an effective prophylactic against covid it passes all the safety measures. And, right. you know, it is a, Rand Paul brings up a point. We brought this up, you know, back when we first talked about this. Because of the idea of uh, the way hydro- hydroxychloroquine got covered, this is basically just that 2.0, right? right. And it's a, it's literally a orange man bad reaction as opposed to anything about the actual medicine or drug itself. It is the culture that surrounds the medicine that is being attacked. Except it's not, I mean, like I said, we just have this decade long safety record of this drug, and we have proven uh, efficacy against other debilitating viruses and parasites and whatnot. And it's, and again, it gets, it get, literally gets treated like it's poison, which is just crazy to me. It's, I mean, it's, it, it's really, uh, I think it was, uh, Dr. Chris Martinson, uh, I don't know if he made up the hashtag, but I saw it there first where he was doing, it's farmaganda. So instead of propaganda, it's farmaganda. This is literally farmaganda.
1: Yeah, this is bad. And hydroxychloroquine, again, look, I'm not making this up. It had an impact on mortality. Now, was there a huge randomized control trial demonstrating it with a good target group and a good control group compared to and that that we have long-range data on? Nope. Guess what else we don't have that data on of an RCT with long-ranging data? The vaccines. We don't have it. You wanna know why? They vaccinated the control group. We don't have one. So let's just say we now have established whatever efficacy that they could claim for this drug for these vaccines is now below 40% after six months. Okay. Hydroxychloroquine had a range of it at a severe mortality drop. And it was a, something between a sixty-five and an eighty percent reduction in mortality when administered early on in treatment. Um, I, I don't want to tell anybody else how to live, but I think sixty-five percent is still higher than forty, right? Yeah, like I said, and I the whole
0: idea of stay home, don't do early treatment, and when your symptoms get bad enough, call us back is mind bogglingly backwards to me as well, right? Like it's, you're literally saying don't get, don't go into the sunlight, stay indoors where the virus spreads more and let the symptoms fester until you're bad enough that you need to go to the ICU. Yeah. It's, it's
1: crazy. It's, it's backwards of health. You're not, you're not treating you're, you're just trying to like prevent. I don't even know what the goal is anymore either way. So hydroxychloroquine like, yeah, was it a hundred percent effective? No, but it, it, A lot of studies came out and said very positive impact when taken properly and when taken early. And then ivermectin came out. And even if you take it late, it was having a pretty good impact. But the range was somewhere between the the drop in mortality from all these studies was somewhere between 80 and like 92% drop in mortality rate. And consistent. And again, long-term safety profiles for both drugs, minimal safety risk when taken proper dosage. All right. We can't say any of that about the vaccines. I know the vaccines are safe and effective, but we don't have long-range safety data. We don't. It's not going to be completed until the end of 2022. Oh, well, you know with vaccines, within the first three months, if you're going to have long-term safety problems because they always present that early. Okay, but have we ever done an mRNA vaccine before? No. No, we haven't. I know it's not brand new. They've been working on it for 18 years. Okay, cool. Let's have this conversation again. Which of these two things do you want to be true? It's a brand new medication, and this is an emergency, so we need to shorten the trials, and we need to run animal testing alongside human testing in the name of saving lives, but they haven't been completed yet, or that in 18 years of development, they haven't been able to clear an animal trial. Which of those two things do you want to be true? That they haven't been able to successfully complete an animal trial that did not result in the deaths of animals. Which one? I'll give you either
0: one. And they haven't been able to find a coronavirus vaccine that hasn't been able to basically attack itself. So, like, yes. these, these things don't work together.
1: I mean, that's troubling too. Yeah, like the uh, every, they've tried these before on coronaviruses and similar uh, flu-like viruses that mutate and everything else, and it it didn't go well ever. Yeah, there there is no
0: vaccine for a a, a sterilizing vaccine for any any coronavirus
1: right so and now we have once again a non-sterilizing vaccine and look everybody make your own decisions live your own life do whatever you want to do if you think the safe you think everything checks off and you think the vaccine makes more sense god bless you i'm not here to tell anybody how to live my issue has been remains with and will always be with the media and public health spreading misinformation about these other safe reliable and effective treatments And covering up anything negative about the super expensive pharmaceutical industry pushed vaccines. That I have an issue with. And that's been my thing all along. I'm not telling you the vaccine is going to kill anybody. I'm not telling you the vaccine is killing anybody. It might be. There are people that are dying very shortly after getting this vaccine that is concerning. Correlation does not equal causation, but we should all want to at least study it. And the risk is not the same to everybody. It's just not. I'm sorry but if you're obese, if you have untreated hypertension, if you have diabetes, yeah, th- this is way scarier for you. You should be careful. If you are young, you're healthy, good immune system, not immunocompromised, you take care of yourself, you exercise and you take vitamin D, maybe some other supplements. Yeah, you're, it's just not not the same risk. Not close to the same risk. It's not like one is a 50-50 shot and the other's 40-60. It's like one is a 10% chance and one is a 0.0004% chance. This is not close, but we act as if it is. I I every time I see somebody that comes in and like, I finally my kid finally turned 12. I got him the vaccine. I'm so happy now. I just get a little sad. Like you've been you've been so misled on what it is. And I I don't tell it, I listen, I'm I, hey, good for you. I'm not here to tell anybody how to live. Same way if your kid comes in and shows me a, a painting. Like I Good for your kid. I'm happy for their kid. I'm happy that your kid's happy. But I do wonder long term what are going to be the consequences of what we've done here because we're not doing this for the truth. We're not. I don't know what the purpose is. I don't know what we're doing this for, but I know it's not truth because if it was truth, nobody would be seriously considering mandating a COVID 19 vaccine that is non sterilizing and drops below 40% efficacy after six months and continues to cut in half every month if that trend continues for children under the age of 12 who are zero statistical risk unless you have some major immunocompromised situation. Otherwise, typical kids, zero statistical risk of getting it and almost zero statistical risk of spreading it to an adult. Doesn't happen. So... How is this a serious conversation that all we're waiting on is the FDA approval, which at this point is a foregone conclusion that we're going to mandate this for schools and people think this is this is smart and reasonable. Like we don't even want to wait for the how did this vaccine get full FDA approval before well, a long term safety I'm,
0: trial was done? My my assertion is that they, they're rushing the FDA approval so that they don't have to worry about the emergency youth authorization because they know ivermectin works, right? Oh, so, it's, it's a given. And I want to touch one more story on Sorry. ivermectin here. The uh, uh, A lawyer, uh, a law firm that is, I believe, it's in western New York, and I can't remember exactly what town they are in, so I apologize. But uh, Ralph Larigo is back in the news. But this time, he's back in the news in the state of Ohio. Okay. Outside of Cincinnati, where a Butler County judge ruled in favor of a woman last week who sought to force a hospital to administer ivermectin this is uh, an insertion by the, uh, auth article, an animal dewormer that federal regulators have warned against using COVID-19 patients, a little injection in there by this person, but to her husband after several weeks in the ICU with the disease. So the, her husband was in the, in the ICU. Um, the, this, uh, woman, the wife brought in the, uh, or hired, uh, Ralph Larigo, this Western New York law firm that has helped, uh, multiple New York patients as well, get a, a court order to, uh, Basically, implore the hospital to uh, uh, administer ivermectin, even though it was prescribed, um, and they ruled in favor. Now, I did want to point out something here that I saw that in this article that made me wanted to get your take on here. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, so, there's a law in Ohio that basically says, um, and it was just passed, which I found was also. Oh, and, uh, real quickly in this in this article, uh, they interview a Dr. Leanne Chrisman. Kawam, I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name, but sure. anyway, they literally call the FLCCA, the uh, frontline COVID care critical snake oil salesman. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, literally wow. one of the most recognized clinicians in, in the, in the country. And the, she's referring to them as uh, snake oil salesmen. So, um, so here's this thing I wanted to read. So I'm just going to read this uh, little paragraph here from the article. It's unclear why the hospitals didn't mount any defense under a new law passed in the state budget this summer that grants health care providers the freedom to decline to perform, that's quote-unquote, freedom to decline to perform any service which violates their conscience as informed by moral, ethical, or religious beliefs. So they passed this law, apparently, that allows <gasps> health care providers to, the freedom to decline a act of treatment if they feel like it violates some kind their of their own
1: moral guidelines,
0: something. So, but nobody, nobody did it. Right. So it's, they said that, you know, the article is basically saying, why didn't anybody just enact this new law that they could have, they could have said, no, we don't want to administer this a- animal dewormer. But so <laughs> I found that little, that little law that was passed mm. during their budget, kind of like how New York rolls, uh, very disturbing as it looks like you do as well. Um, But it was because it wasn't used, I'm guessing they probably know it works and that if they tried to enact that, I mean, maybe they could do it under some kind of moral, but like ethical reasons, I don't think they could do it.
1: I just think that rule, that law is a terrible idea. For sure. Who thought this through? Oh, yeah. yeah, That's not going to be turned on the people that are championing it right now whatsoever. Don't worry. that, That won't turn around on you. And like I said, and
0: this is just another, and I, this just happened August 23rd here. So I haven't got any uh, uh, update about the patient, but this is exactly the same situation that happened. We had at least three, maybe more, uh, maybe actually it's upwards of five now uh, in New York state where the same, the same lawyer or he helps with multiple of these. We had three different New York state Supreme court justices overturn or basically, you know, implore the, the hospitals to make uh, the administration of uh, ivermectin to patients who were denied that. Uh, treatment, even though they were prescribed in some cases by their doctor, the hospital refused to do that. And this lawyer has been able to get those uh, overturned and basically get these patients treatment and get them all out of the hospital. So I'm interested to see if I could follow up on this one here. And I may do that maybe for next show um, because this person apparently has been in the ICU for a few weeks. So I'm assuming that, you know, at that point you're kind of all bets are off. Let's kind of do our thing and let's try this ivermectin thing if it's going to be, you know, something. So, um, at least we are getting some uh increase wins, if you will, for uh Ivermectin and then you know, we talked about uh Africa and India and Mexico using this stuff uh you know in mass and they all have had great success. So can we just go ahead on that Ohio law? Are you looking it up or no, something? No, no,
1: no. Uh if if you're like a a, a big pro choice person, um how do you expect this to work out for you? It seems pretty conflictory. I, mean, I feel like this is you setting yourself up here. Like, uh, I wouldn't, and I don't want to get into the debate. I don't, I don't want to get into that. That's, that's yeah. irrelevant to the conversation. This is just me working from the, the legal standpoint of like, hmm. Yeah. Well, if anything was going to violate a doctor's moral code and it, yeah, let's see how this one works out for you. This, this is going to end super well. These idiots. All right. So anyways, sorry. I just. Anything
0: else on ivermectin uh, slash vaccine slash uh, pharmacanda?
1: Yeah, stop listening. My God, they're lying. When they stop lying, we can start listening again, but they're not going to stop lying. Why in the world, if you know the facts about ivermectin, why in the world would you ever listen to a public health official, call it horse medicine or cattle medicine and not go, not be incredulous of like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, anybody who references is that you can pretty much just dismiss as a serious person
1: out, at this point. Out of hand, and look, Japan's using it. India, guys, look at India when they started using ivermectin. Holy crap, the thing their curve collapsed. Like, this is not. This is not complicated. It works. That's the that's the simple reality. Is it? It's working. Is it perfect? No, but neither is the vaccine. But you know, I say, is it perfect? But like. There's really nothing wrong with it. Like
0: there's literally, there's, there's no risk. There's no risk. None. none. This
1: is like taking water to solve a problem and being like, well, you know, some, some water around the world does cause harm. Sure. But the water I get out of my refrigerator is, is, is that, well, I'm not saying that I'm just saying, but some does. So you shouldn't advocate drinking water. Oh, okay. So as long as I just don't drink out of an actual swamp or an animal just urinated, am I probably okay? We just can't say it with certainty. Like, uh, OK, like this is the argument that's being proposed by the other side and being like, oh, you want to use water like what they give to horses? <laughs> OK, yeah. Use those horse nutrients. Like, yeah. well, Humans use it, too, though. Yeah, but so do horses. Oh, OK.
0: Yeah. Did you see the uh, the graph that I did? I don't know if I even shared it on, on social media or not, but it was something that Robert Malone shared and it was about Africa and ivermectin. You and say it on uh, Facebook, I think. Okay. It was like a blue line and an orange line, and they show the, the countries that did use and did not use ivermectin. They, they had been using them pre-COVID, right? This was like a... A regular staple. Yeah, this is part of a prophylactic treatment that they use for malaria and all the other mentioned, you know, the river blindness and a bunch of other things that they use in there. It's basically a, a safe prophylactic, and you can see the countries that did use it and the ones that didn't use it, and you can compare the deaths, and it's strikingly different.
1: Of course it is, and that's the problem is these are not serious people. And I guess I shouldn't say it. These are people that should know better. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. Yeah. Uh, like, guys, seriously, think about this, this side of the, the coin or this side of the discussion. Why would a serious person, knowing all the benefits and all of the risks associated with ivermectin, belittle it in this way? What could possibly be the end game? Why would the same people look at a vaccine with an efficacy rate that cuts in half every six months and say that's a better option even though we don't have long-term safety data on it? Follow the silence. It's incredible. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'm done with that now. All right. So this, this next subject will make make way more sense. So that, at least we got that going. So a
0: gigantic study... Um, I think it was something like 700,000 people. Does that seem right? Sure. It was some gigantic study out of Israel. Um, they were basically testing the natural immunity of previously uh, recovered uh, COVID-19 patients. No, and
1: I was reliably told that we had no reason to believe that natural immunity Remember when, remember when
0: herd immunity was said it wasn't even exist? Oh. Remember, we had that little like three weeks of existence where herd immunity didn't exist. And then like two weeks later, like, okay it exists, but we only get there through the vaccine.
1: Or remember when the CDC changed the definition of herd immunity on its website from a combination of vaccinated and people with with acquired immunity and they took out the part about acquired immunity? That was cool. That's not
0: weird. Yeah, I mean, so it turns out that uh, I don't know, Ben, we were
1: right again. I'm telling you what, for a, a bartender and whatever the hell you want to call me, like we're pretty good over here. Ice on our cream track scooper,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. I mean, soda fountain. I got boy? a few businesses. So soda let's, boy, let's, yeah. Does that work?
1: Soda boy, yes. Let's go the most belittling <laughs> one possible.
0: <laughs> That's what I was going for. I like it. Um, so it turns out that uh, I mean they try to that this is from uh, Science Mag, so you can see that they're clearly trying to make sure that they weave enough pro vaccine sentences into their article to make sure that it actually gets published um and they talk about how well those who had uh were recovered and had one dose of the shot showed even a little bit better uh you know immunity whatever but the underlying uh fact that came out of this was that herd immunity shows broad spectrum immunity especially against the delta variant and so now, we don't really know we the assertion is is the vaccines wane against the Delta variant, but we don't know. It could wane against all the variants, right? Because yeah, we d- the there's Fox no way dropped. to test it. They're just literally blaming everything right now on the Delta variant, so they're only they're only comparing it to the Delta variant. But we don't really know if it's waning against the Alpha variant and all the other variants in between Alpha True. and Delta because they're not testing that. They're just assuming everything is Delta at this point. So they don't so, want
1: the answer. Right.
0: Exactly, they don't want the answer. I'm assuming it wanes against them all. But we have found at least that the those of us who uh, have been infected uh, early on with one of the early strains, at least, show uh, immunity against the delta variant. So, congratulations to all those who weathered the uh, January fifth to January tenth wave of COVID, like myself. <laughs> I mean, I got it a little bit later, but yeah. I. You so, know, again, this is I, this is another thing that we have talked about that doesn't make any sense. Um, the fact that. Public health officials don't even talk about it. Don't promote the benefit of it. Is the same Be reason why it. they yeah, and they and and they demean anybody who thinks that it's a thing, just like they do ivermectin. And the only common denominator is they're. They push their back against the reason for the vaccine, the necessity of the vaccine. And both those things say, okay, well, we have a group of people who have it already are immune, and we have a bunch of people who could be prophylactically uh, prevented from ever getting it and stop spreading it by a cheap, inexpensive, readily available drug. Well, if you can get it now, because people are uh, not distributing it anymore right now, because for unknown reasons, we'll find out why later. Um, But they're both the same thing. They're both positions that undermine the necessity of the vaccine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is what's so odd. If all right, the purpose of the vaccine is public health, right? That's that's the alleged reason, is we got to protect the the population from this horrific virus that's killing all these people and long COVID and whatever else. If natural immunity does at least as good of a job, why are we not allowed to talk about it? And I love the thing that came out. They're like, well, it turns out if you get uh, vaccinated on top, you get even more antibodies. Mm, okay. But if I already have natural immunity, which results in me having a roughly one in two million chance of getting this thing again and the vaccine, and let's go with the most generous measures imaginable, takes me from one in two million to one in 2.1 million. And I, you want me to take it for that little extra benefit? And by the way, it's, it's not even that, but we'll get to that in a minute you better be able to show me that this drug or this vaccine or this gene therapy or whatever you want to call this thing is about as safe as water. Because if you're asking me to mitigate a 1 in 2 million risk to a 1 in 2.1 million risk, that's not effective. That's not, that's not a significant increase in protection. So you better be able to persuade me somehow that this vaccine is not correlated to any potential side effects, that it's as safe as water. And right now, you can't do it. And so now let's talk about why would we believe that a vaccine whose efficacy has been shown, has been proven, conclusively wanes over time, and roughly it looks to cut in half, and it, as it goes on more, the efficacy drops faster. So that's that's the pattern right now. I don't know if it's going to hold, but that's what's happening. And after six months, it's below 40%. And we'll find out soon. I keep using that number because we have Israel to go off of. They were the first widespread vaccinated country. So they're six months out. They're coming up on seven. After seven, we'll have a better number. Um, I don't see any reason to think that it's going to stop waning. I don't think any there's any reason to believe it's going to plateau. So you're telling me if I get this non-sterilizing vaccine on top of my near-perfect natural immunity protection it's somehow better are we sure we sure that one's not a tie yeah
0: like i'm gonna roll with my human immune system and go with at it i i I don't see
1: any reason why not to
0: i'm not sure i'm not sure why, why why how this has become controversial
1: it's amazing that if you say that like no i had covid i recovered i'm good that people are like well why don't you get the vaccine like did you not hear what I just said? Well, yeah, but the data shows this. Like, no, the one test that came out and said that, I guess there's two now, both only measured antibodies, never got into T-cell or B-cell immunity, and didn't look at long-term effects. But after seven or eight months, long-term immunity from natural acquired infection is vastly outperforming vaccine immunity. And then they look at you like, you're not a doctor. I know. I read the work of doctors and then make a decision. I know that's wild to think I could actually understand some level you. of basic science. How dare you? Or everything we've known about coronaviruses and our immune system for the last eight decades? Ah no, forget about all that. And this has been my issue all along of well it's a novel virus and we just don't know like that's not the same thing as let's forget everything we've ever learned about medicine, health, public health and human beings and pretend like it's the plague. Yeah, it
0: wasn't it wasn't a brand new virus, right? It was a novel coronavirus. But there's a bunch of coronaviruses out there. We've dealt with coronaviruses again for decades. Like this was not some new like space virus that came out of nowhere, right? right? It's just a different version of the other one. So to throw out all the information that we had collected on all the other coronaviruses just because it's a new version of one, this seems just asinine. It is it is the
1: opposite of public health. Like, this is crazy. And people are just so blindly going along with it because they don't want to stand up. They don't want to be different, and they don't want to be attacked. And I get it. I, listen, it's not fun. It, it it weighs on you. I'll tell you right now, the more you read on this, the less sense it makes. Try Literally try to sit down every single night read something that is very clear, very obvious, and then listening to very smart people, much more qualified than you, lie to the American people over and over and over. And how long can you do that before you start to ask why? What's the end game? Because this doesn't make sense, and it's unjustifiable. This is not an honest mistake. This is not an – you couldn't make these mistakes. There's no possible way, and they've made dozens of those. And they always
0: make the mistake in the same direction. direction. Every time. Every time effing time
1: so you're looking at this and i promise you it weighs on you because eventually you start to really play that game of well what is it and look we don't get into the real conspiracy stuff on the show like i there can are assure some, you there are some wild ones there's some stuff out there that'll make you super uncomfortable and you're just like god i hope that's not true that's all you can come up with because you can't yeah, dismiss it right. you're like god i hope that's not true and it weighs and it's hard and i'm not i'm not going to tell you that it's not because it is because it doesn't make sense and I just want it to make sense.
0: And like I said, we've been asking that exact question for at least since 16, March. Yeah. It, like, why are we doing everything so differently for this thing? Why? And you know, we've, we've talked about a cash grab here and we've hoped that that's the, I most, hope it's the answer. The most righteous answer. <laughs>
1: that is the best case scenario at this point that it's just a cash grab by big farm and everybody's going to be perfectly fine. That's yeah. best case scenario. Now, there's a it just so we're all on the same page here. I don't. Maybe you'll remember the name of the study. They they conducted this psychological study. The Milgram where, experiment. No, the Milgram oh. experiments is just the, okay, the adherence to authority. Like seventy yeah. percent of people will kill you with an electric shock because a man in a lab coat told them to. That's that's what that study has yeah. borne out and said it. It's my responsibility, not yours. And people would administer a fatal dose of electricity to a stranger. So that's who we are as humans, by the way. But no, the one where they line they bring in ten people. And they hold up three lines in front of everybody and they say, which line is the longest? And so they look at the three lines and everybody, and if with no, when they're just genuinely asking for like the control group, and they have 10 people go, 99 people out of 100 get it correct. Because the lines are, it's not like one inch versus 12, but it's obvious which one is the right. longest line. 99% of people get it right on the first try. Then the experiment kicks in. And so then you as the person who's being experimented on, unbeknownst to you, is placed seventh in that line and everybody else is a part of the toss as a part of the test. And every single person in front of you gives the same wrong answer. Everyone. The, the Ash line study? The Ash line study. A S C H. There you go. And I'm glad you have that up because I, I can't remember what the number is. It's either 70 or 90%. But if you're placed seventh in that line it was either 70 or 90% of people gave the wrong answer just gave the wrong answer to agree with the six people that went ahead of them gave the wrong yeah, answer cuz they
0: didn't want to be wrong cuz right? they
1: didn't want to stand out and they didn't want to yeah. be confrontational that's who we are as a species and you lo- everybody likes to think you're that one out of 10 that would be different you're not
0: yeah, that's just that's it. That's a random sample, just like the Milgram. Like, everybody's like, oh, I wouldn't admit it through shock, but yeah, two two out of three of us do.
1: Yeah, two out of three will.
0: Like one of us would uh,
1: for sure. For the math, well, the not math now because we right. know, but the math says one of us would. Right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That's those are the odds. And now looking at that, you you wonder like, well, why would all these people go along with it? And the reality of the Ash Line study is education, qualification, intelligence, job, none of it mattered. Results were exactly the same. That it's either 70 or 90% of people in put in that position will give the wrong answer to conform with strangers. This isn't even their peer group. This isn't even people that like they they like and respect. These are strangers. Seven, let's go low low case scenario. Seven out of ten. Give a, an obviously incorrect answer just to not stand out. Now imagine it's your peer group, it's your profession, it's your licensing boards, it's your entire existence of all the people that matter to you. You going to stand up? No, too much to lose. Yep. Oh, and when you do, you get blocked off every social media account. You get belittled in the press. You get called snake oil salesman by other members of your profession and demeaned in the public eye, all for the trouble of standing up and saying, wait, what you're saying is factually incorrect. Ivermectin, to call it a horse and cattle dewormer only, is insane. It's the equivalent of calling horse of calling water horse feed. Yes, horses do drink it, but so do we. It's so factually dishonest. It's so intellectually dishonest that I just can't grasp how, if you know the data and you know the facts, it's it's indefensible. That's my, that is my biggest problem with it, is absolutely indefensible position to take. Yeah, like I said, and
0: this is just the latest indefensible position, right? There's been so many that you know. I don't By the know, way, I, I don't know. I don't know how many. To, we're not going to make a list, but I'm going to make a literally list at so some many. point. <laughs> it's, I'm
1: making a list, but li- we knew we were talking about natural immunity last year, very early on, because people that had SARS COVID one back in 2004, studies were coming out saying they were immune to SARS COVID two, yeah. and they're coming out saying like, well, there's no reason to think natural immunity might work. Yeah.
0: And and like I said, they had they had 18 years worth of uh, uh, immunity against SARS cov one. They still had immunity from the original virus, right. almost a, two decades later.
1: And then, twenty percent to fifty percent of the population had pre-existing immunity for some reason, and we never went back and tugged on that thread to be like, "Well, I wonder why that is. I wonder who's got it and what their commonalities are. Why would they have it? Why yeah. are they immune?" Like we didn't want to know. That's insane. And so, look, uh, we're not the smartest people in the world. We just happen to have a podcast where we talk about this stuff, yeah. and, and,
0: like, and we talk about the anomalies, right? And we said that how they all the all the anomalies and the 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 COVID virus leaned to make it the more deadly, dangerous virus as possible. Every single anomaly went to, "Hey, this is worse than we thought." And then during the the, the healing part, where we're trying to recover, everything went against or went f- in favor of the vaccines. So, like there was, let's ramp up the the danger, the propaganda on the dangerness of the uh, virus, and then let's prop up or actually prop up and. Uh, negate anything that would go against the the vaccine. Like I said, every single yep. bit of uh, weirdness went opposite of, or went all in the same direction.
1: So let's, just off the top of my head, the list of things that we've been saying consistently since last year that just, you know, happened, that the science came around to what we've been saying for a year. My God, we must have, well, we must be geniuses. Aerosolized transmission, not a big impact on children, um, Masks are highly ineffective. Asymptomatic spread is exceedingly rare if it exists at all, but pre symptomatic spread also exceedingly rare. That turned out to be true. Um treatments with ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. We started with hydroxychloroquine until ivermectin came on PCR. have a positive PCR. impact. PCR. Oh my god. PCR tests are an absolute useless measure of of in the midst of a pandemic on asymptomatic people. Um the That's vaccine is not going to hold up to be 95% effective. We, I said that as soon as the data came out and I read, I read the actual trials of who they tested it on and went, there's no way it's not going to hold up. It, it can't possibly hold up because you tested it on the wrong people. So if it held up, it would be an anomaly that you got so lucky. Yeah.
0: We talk about, we didn't, mean, we didn't talk about the overclassification of the deaths, right? So like it had to be the primary, yep. you know, anytime anybody died with or from COVID, they all got, uh, marked as covid regardless um, so like lockdowns all, weren't gonna work yeah all of the things that need to make make covid more uh scary in the public were done and all the things that were uh done to basically uh ease the uh minds of people into the vaccines has been done it's just a weird uh marriage of two things and i don't think it's all that weird. Know what i
1: got wrong population density i thought population density was gonna be a huge factor and it's not at all i got that one wrong i was completely wrong on that one but look at I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. Neither are you. How is our track record this accurate? How are we getting this right so much more than the people who know this, study this, and live this every single day? I, I, I really want an answer to that question because it's inexcusable that we have this many more things that we've been right about over time than them. it doesn't make sense the only it's not because we're smarter it's not because we know it better the only answer to make sense is because they're knowingly lying they are not following the data they're not listen
0: in reality we have better sources and are willing to at least entertain other sources right these the 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 legacy media and these public health officials have just circled the wagons be like this is the message any other message is blasphemy is misinformation and you
1: should be deplatformed and kicked off right and Sweden, we were right about that. Like this is this way makes way more sense. What they're doing is going to prove in the long run to be far better. You wonder how many deaths per day Sweden is at right now? About zero,
0: give or take zero.
1: Yeah, they might get one on occasion, but I like. I, I don't say this to be like, oh, look at how smart we are, because we're not that smart. Let's just be frank. We're not. We're just looking at the same data, and I'm telling you, it's not because we're smarter. It's because we're actually relaying what the data says. We're looking at things objectively and going, I, I don't have anything to sell. Are you making any money off of our, our messaging here? Uh, almost nothing. I don't got a stake in is. Pfizer. I don't got a stake in whatever company can make ivermectin. I'm not profiting anything from no. this. Like, I, I have no agenda other than looking at real data and going, and then looking at public health officials lying and going, wait, that's not right. That, that is not what the data says whatsoever. And then reading the study and being like, oh, my God, that's where you're lying. And like I said, the problem with if, if
0: they were just offering recommendations with this bad data and then we could just ignore it, that'd be one thing. But they're not. They're making policy decisions on this bad data. And now we're have to force behavior on us that doesn't make any sense. And that's where the problem is, right? Like if these government agencies were just like, Hey, we got some bad data. This is the bad data. You guys can decide if you want to do anything in the bad data, then I'd be like, okay, that's bad data. And I'm out of here. I'm not doing your bad data, but that's not what they're doing. They're going, here's a bunch
1: of bad data and you have to do it. Yeah. And this is, and I don't like the direction we're trending in. I don't like that people are already supporting mandates on school children for this. I don't like that people are encouraging businesses to mandate this of their employees. They're wishing deaths upon
0: people who are unvaccinated. They're, people have lost their minds.
1: Yeah, yeah like we should deny them health care. Like, you're nuts. Like, where does that end? Are we going to deny it to smokers, drug addicts? How about the obese? Yeah.
0: Uh, because like because I said, if you do you think know- every restaurant should put a scale in front of their door? And if you're, you know, I don't know, you get a BMI index of yeah, like, uh, over some number, some arbitrary number, then you're not allowed in.
1: It's it's crazy, like, and that's way higher of a healthcare cost over yeah. time. Obesity and smoking, way higher. It's not close. And now, uh, like the military thing, like they're going to mandate all service members get it. And guys, this is this is nuts, like. I'm so happy I am not in that particular organization anymore because if I had stayed in, I'd be in 19 and a half years right now. And there's no way I would stay for 20 because it's not uh, it's not justified. Uh, somebody yeah, gonna pointed gonna out We're going to lose military today.
0: people. We're going to lose healthcare people. We're going to lose skilled people from all these industries are going to walk because of these mandates.
1: But you're already losing nurses. I mean, you're losing nurses faster than you can get them back in. And you're losing experienced, good nurses. You're not losing nut jobs Yeah, because they have the data. And not only that, they have the data. They've been working right along these people for the last year without a vaccine. So, you know, I don't really blame them for being like, no, I think I'm good. And also, there is no profession more familiar with how full of nonsense doctors actually are than nurses. Exactly. There's nobody that will talk to anybody who's been a nurse for a long time about, like, how much just reverence and absolute respect they give to doctors. It ain't high, folks. It ain't high. Now, some doctors, sure, but it's not blind. It's not all doctors. It's doctors still have to earn it with the nurses. So, yeah, they are much more inclined to look at a doctor who says, well, you have to do it, and be like, mm, no. And now you're kicking them out in the midst of when you're going to have a flu season. You're going to have hospital, and you're worried about ICU capacity. So what do you do? You shrink the capacity by not having enough nurses? You're insane. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's crazy. Yeah. And though they have they're they're putting their patients at risk. No, they're not. Vaccine has no impact on spread, kids. You can yeah. have it and spread it just as easily as somebody without it. So if you're vaccinated, why would you care if your nurse is or is not? That doesn't make any sense. It's insanity. And we we're watching this happen and people cheer for it. That's what I have a trouble with. I'm watching yeah. Yeah, it's getting worse I the think. slow roll of this authoritarian control in the name of safety, and people cannot I, everybody's putting on Facebook their vaccine cards when they were kidding me, like, we've had vaccine passports before. Everybody just calm down. Like, no. We had sterilizing vaccinations that specifically eradicated childhood diseases. But if you had measles, you didn't go get the vaccine as long as you could go and get the antibody test that showed that you had it. We never recommended that before. That's insanity. And now you just want to mandate something that is of zero statistical risk to children. You're gonna you're gonna mandate a vaccine for? you're nuts. That does not make sense. That should not line up logically for you. It doesn't make sense. So here we are. And now they're talking about taking away veteran benefits. All right. The VA is going to strip people of their retirement, of their disability. If they served, if they don't get vaccinated. I talked to a friend of mine that I was in Iraq with, he said, they told him at the VA, he's hundred percent service connected, disabled. He said, "I got it because they told me that it's coming. That if I don't get vaccinated, they're they're probably going to take away my benefits. That that was going to come down the pipe." And I just sat there and stared at him. I felt so he's like, "I didn't want it. I didn't want any part of it." He's like, "But I I can't not have the money. Yeah, I need it to survive." Yeah, and there's
0: you know there's even less reasons for people to get that. Like I said, just for people who have to travel for their job or whatever it is. There, I'm sure there's reasons why people get it, even if they didn't want it. Uh, I thankfully that I'm not in that position. I guess so.
1: Same. Uh, And I just don't understand how we can be, it's the lack of curiosity. It's it's not only that, it's you're not curious at all, fine. And then I I am, so I'm digging into all this and everything else. It's not even like you're looking at it and saying, well, let's see what you found and compare it and, and... Let's see this the sources that I come up with, because they're all epidemiologists, doctors, researchers, scientists. Again, it's not bartenders that are that are coming up with these data. It's respected publications in other countries and real world data. It's that you don't even want to entertain the notion that Dr. Fauci is wrong. You
0: know, I, I and I agree a hundred percent. And I still feel like this is a just a new chapter of the Trump derangement syndrome. They just they just handed the baton off to covid in some way and just kept that tactic in place uh where they're continuing to to divide it's the same divide that happened you know it's exactly the same line that was that that was devised i'm hoping more people wake up to this because this is clearly impacting even more lives and whoever the president is to be honest with you so i'd like to think that uh there's going to be an awakening at some point here uh maybe the uh people who have been uh you know, yanked back and forth around in their jobs and school and all this stuff, finally just have had it and uh, stop listening to the people who have been wrong for 18 months. Yep. All right. Anything else, Mr. song It's far easier to fool someone than to convince them they have been fooled. That is a very factual statement. So, on that note, uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in again. Uh, we will be back again next Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern, for the live show. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of. Uh, Crazy uh, takes on COVID and we'll have a week one uh, NFL recap and maybe we'll have a FedEx champion if there's no rain, weather, whatever, just to make sure it ends on Sunday. But Go Bills. Go Steelers. I'm not, I, you bite your tongue. Well, we have to make a bet or something. <laughs> Obviously. No, I don't even know how to do that. We'll figure it out. All right. We'll see you next week, folks. Thank you very much uh, for tuning in and uh, be sure to share this with all of your uh, friends and family by hitting that uh, share button. Appreciate it.